The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 300, hooray. Uh, that's dedicated to the man who's been on every episode, all 300, Daniel Gumby Breedling, my co-host. I bagged some episodes off, and I'm going to skip some more soon, but Gumby Breedling's been there every episode. And if you've listened to every episode, this one is dedicated to you as well. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, usually the chalky half, but I, I'm getting in on more dogs than ever. I hit three dogs last week, so look out world uh we're breaking down ufc fight night Krylov versus span this week yesterday we did the prelim so go back to episode 299 if you haven't heard that already we got in some dogs there and we disagreed on uh on quite a few fights for us too so um today we've got six fights to break down on the main card of this very exciting um actually there are some uh maybe not exciting matchups but exciting fighters on on this portion of the card so let's bring in that the man himself who the episode is dedicated to daniel gumby vreeland hello i'm just looking at my spreadsheet right now did you take four dogs last episode I, see I, I didn't write the article yet so maybe i did uh let me I see i think you i think you took four dogs last episode Johnson. No, don't, don't 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 say the names if oh, you yeah. want to know what dogs one, took two. go back and listen to the previous episode <laughs> okay i took three and one of them is a pick them so yeah three okay and a pick them okay. so, so three and a pick them all right yeah Go back and listen. Go back and listen to to yesterday's episode so that you can see who Jeff picked. Exactly, because I am rolling with the uh, with the underdogs. Will I roll with them this on the main card? We we shall see. I have flip flopped on the main event. Are are you? Well, actually, I know who you're taking the main event. So, <laughs> well, are are you solid on the main event, or or did it take you some some thinking? I mean, it takes me some thinking when you you put two of the least consistent 205ers up <laughs> yep. against each other, because um, yep. yep. that's really what you have with with Ryan Spann and and Nikita Krylov. Because like, you know, you you look at Ryan Spann's career, and and yes, there are moments where he looks really great. He looked good against Kudalaba. He looked good against Dominic Reyes. Uh, you know, he looked good when he beat Devin Clark all those years back, or when he knocked out Little Nog. But like. The fight with Anthony Smith looked bad. The the fight even with Sam Alvey, which he won, looked bad. Um, and you could say the same thing about Krilov, right? Like Nikita Krilov looked really good against Volkan Ozdemir out last time. Um, he, he looked really good against Ovin St. Preux, which I guess that's not saying much anymore. Um, and if you want to go back to even beforehand when he was in the UFC the previous time, he looked good fighting at heavyweight against Walt Harris and beating Walt Harris. But then, like, you know, you look at the mistakes he makes against Paul Craig or, you know, Jan Blankovic or, you know, like Magomedank Goliath. Like, sometimes he just looks like he forgets what he's supposed to do in a fight. So, yeah, no, it's it's hard to feel good about any of their fights. Yep. Hard to feel good about uh, that being the main event. But nonetheless, we're going to give you winning picks for it. And all the lines we're using are from WinBet because WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting, the same game parlays, a.k.a. win bets, build your own bet, 
Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you get the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000. Excuse me. You're giving out even more. $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So we know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older. And present in the state where playthrough embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. To the UFC Apex we go Saturday. ESPN Plus, 7 p.m. is the main card, which is a nice start time for us on the East Coast. We're going to start with lightweights. These guys are right. They are. Um, Eric Gonzalez versus Trevor Peak. We tried to break it down yesterday but they this is a main card fight if there ever was one. <laughs> you you really wanted to talk about it early but uh, uh, sure. this, com- this this is on the main card <laughs> a, a combined zero wins on the ufc uh in this fight we got eric the ghost pepper gonzalez 14 and 7 eight knockouts one submission he's been knocked out once submitted twice oh and two in the ufc finished in both fights he's fight at watch weight two inches taller than peak five inches of reach on him he's been outstruck in the ufc by 3.59 strikes per minute not a good recipe for success. Plus 170. Peak, 7-0 with seven knockouts. This is his UFC debut. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series. Multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. He's fed at welterweight. Three years younger than Gonzalez. He's, he was far more active landing strikes. 2.3 times more active landing strikes than Gonzalez is. That's based off of one fight. His grappling stats are better than Gonzalez, too, based off that fight. But he did get outstruck on the Contender Series by 1.44 strikes per minute. He's at minus 205, and he was a guest on Dan's. Top Turtle MMA podcast this week for what that's worth. Um, I will take Trevor Peak. Eric Gonzalez has not shown that he's any good. Peak, at least in the regionally, he is good. So I will uh, I will take him here, uh, even though Gumby has him pegged for a short UFC career based off of your Contender Series exit interview uh, article that you have here. Yeah, I, I um so I'm gonna go with peak two, but I don't really like the line. What what did you say it was again? Two of minus two of five. No, minus two of five. Yeah, I I don't like that line for Trevor Peak because I'll just say this: uh, when when I watched him on the Contender Series, I did think he was kind of pegged for a short career because this dude's best attribute, like if you're like, what does Trevor Peak do well? You're like eat punches and have better cardio than the other guy. <laughs> um, and if you go to his regional career, dude it's not really all that different. Like that, that's still the answer. Like I went back and watched him fight, um, David Robbins. He fought this guy, David Robbins, who was like a hot prospect once upon a time. And like, he, he wins in a 30 second knockout, but somehow he like, looks like he gets stunned two or three times in the process. You know, he fought Kamal worthy, same thing. Kamal worthy dropped bombs on him in the first round and he somehow survives it all and gets his own knockout. So like, dude, his durability mixed with his punching power, it, it's just like a deadly combination. And it's not like Eric Gonzalez has got some sort of amazing cardio. I, I think we are writing him off a little bit too quick, right? Because, like, he, he lost to Jim Miller and Terrence McKinney. Like, th- those are good opponents. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he doesn't have, like, put-you-away power. And I don't think he can keep the same pace as Trevor Peak's going to bring because Trevor Peak is just going to get in his face and be like, let's throw hands until one of us falls down. And I really think the one that's going to fall down is Eric Gonzalez. Yep. That's what we're hoping for. So Peak is the pick. Peak is the pick, but the odds are not very good for this fight. Uh, let's move to welterweights. They're ma- they match up two Canadians against each other. That's not, that's not fair. Uh, Mike Malott versus Johan Lyon, I say. 
Uh, Lion, I say White Lion is nine and one with six knockouts. He's been knocked out once, one won the UFC, won in all the contender series, won his last fight, was a regional champion, three inches of reach on Malat. Striking stats better than Malat. Uh, however, he has been outstruck over three fights, uh, minus 0.97 strike differential. He's at plus 180. Proper Mike Malat, eight, one and one, four knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents and he was knocked out in his one loss. So he's gone the distance, I guess, once in the draw that he had. 1-0 on, in the UFC, 1-0 in the Contender Series. He's won four straight fights, all via finish, obviously, because that's what he does. He was 0-0-1 in Bellator, 0-1 on World Series of Fighting, was a regional champion, used to fight at lightweight and featherweight. 2011 pro MMA debut. He also is a pro grappler. He's almost two times more active landing strikes than Lion say is. He's outstruck his UC opponents by 0.83 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are also better than the White Lions, and he's at minus 220. My turn. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pick Mike Malott here. Um, Proper. You, know, you, you you know you mentioned you know only one loss uh, and it being by knockout. That was before his long layoff too. I, I think people sometimes forget that this is a dude who uh, fought pretty actively uh, for a while until 2017, and then he took three years off, uh, three and a half years off, really. And he came back just because CFFC needed somebody on short notice to fight Solomon Renfro. And he blasted Solomon Renfro with a right hand and then choked him out. Did the same thing to Shimon Smotritsky. Did pretty similar thing, minus the submission part to Mickey Gall. So, like, this this is a guy who is, like, kind of found himself again after not fighting for a while. And that one knockout loss should be noted, too, in World Series of Fighting against Hakeem Dawido. So, like, very high-level competition here. Um, you mentioned his... Uh, professional grappling experience. He just now grappled Trevin Giles, um, which like, you know, maybe Trevin Giles isn't like the biggest name in the world, but like a good wrestler. Um, And it was in Fury, which has a rule set that favors just like top control and stuff like that. Doesn't favor um, submission skills. Then you look at line ace. I I like line ace. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's definitely got a lot of knockout power, but like he got knocked out by Gabe Green was clearly getting outstruck in that fight. You know, he barely edged it out against Darian Weeks, gave up a takedown to Darian Weeks. Darian Weeks struck with him. I just think Malat is probably going to be the sharper striker. And if he is actually worried about the power of line ace, he just hit takedowns and just like out grapple him because I think he's like a much better grappler. So, yeah, this is actually one's not all that hard for me to pick. I like Mike Malat here. Yeah, Mike Malott is the pick. He's uh, far more well-rounded, as you said. Uh, he can just grapple, um, grapple himself to victory if need be, but he also can can crack as well. So he is the pick in the Battle of the Canadians. Women's flyweight, Tatiana Suarez. She must be a new fighter. I've never heard of her before versus Montana. De La Rosa, uh, as I said, women's flyweight. Monty De La Rosa is 12-7-1, one knockout, eight submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted once, 5-3-1 and one in the UFC. One, two, and one over her last four fights. Did lose her last fight. She was one and one in the Ultimate Fighter. Used to fight at Strawweight. Has missed weight before. Was a regional champion, a wrestling champion. Also, uh, she's two inches taller, two inches of reach on Suarez, five years younger. And she's been outstruck over her UFC career by about half a strike a minute. Minus 0.59. If you want her, plus 540. So have at it. Sabib <laughs> uh, is the name for Suarez. I guess that's the uh, play on. Her name and Habib's, 
I heard Sh- I've heard Shabib before Shabib? too. Really? Yeah, like Shabib. Yeah, I've I've never heard anybody actually call her that, but yeah. No. Okay. I, I've heard I, I heard Tati was a nickname for a while. Yeah, wow, like... that's catchy. <laughs> um, I, I just clued in what uh Chubbib actually meant when on the fly here. Pretty good, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good job there. Yep. Uh, all right. Suarez, eight and zero, two knockouts, three submissions, five and zero in the UFC. Oh, she's not new. Oh, she hasn't fought since June of 2019. That may, may be why. Uh, 3-0 and on the ultimate fighter and the champion there. Used to fight at strawweight. Was regional champion. Was he wrestling world champion? BJJ world champion or medalist, at least in both those sports. Striking uh, differential, striking stats in her favor. And she's almost two times more active landing strikes than De La Rosa is. Grappling stats, obviously in her favor. She's outstruck her UFC opponents, which was a, a very good, a murderer's role almost of opponents by 3.37 strikes per minute. Minus 815, which is a bit better. It was minus 835 last night, Dan. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm taking Suarez. They're giving her a very nice matchup for her. I don't want to say easy because uh, De La Rosa is tough and a good fighter and experienced at this point. But they're giving her a good stylistic matchup uh, for her return. Um, you know, like She's fought and beat champions and uh, fantastic fighters already up to this point. Um, even if she is rusty her uh, wrestling is not going to go away and she will uh, be able to take De La Rosa down. Probably will be able to finish her ground and pound her out. Perhaps um, De La Rosa relies on her grappling as well, which uh, isn't going to get her very far in this fight. So Suarez is the pick. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. I, I think they did a great job matching her up for her return fight to get her, her you know, feet wet again, because yeah, De, De La Rosa usually seems kind of like a fish out of water. She's not going to have a grappling advantage here. Tatiana Suarez, for those of you who are, you know, maybe newer to the sport, which, you know, she's been away for four years. So you you don't even have to be all that new to the sport to to have missed all of Tatiana Suarez's recent career. She she landed nine of 11 takedowns on Carla Esparza, largely seen to be one of the best women's wrestlers in the sport, right? Like, and then, you know, she submitted... Alexa Grasso, who's fighting for the title next month, she submitted Alexa Grasso in less than a round, barely half a round. Uh, yeah, she's incredible on the mat. I think if you're looking for uh, a good way to bet this fight, like look look for Tatiana Suarez finish props. Um, you, you can either take her just straight up inside the distance or if you want to get fancy, either with a KO or a submission. Um, but I think for sure she's, she's going out there to get the finish. So uh, g- give me Tatiana Suarez all day. Yes, Suri, Bob. Um, yeah, like you said, finishing. I'm sure the finishing lines aren't that great either for her, but um, they're surprisingly good. Oh, okay. Well, it's <laughs> almost time. It's almost time for us to make our our uh, picks there. So we shall see. All right, heavy heavy weights. We are going to talk about next. Um, Augusto Sakai versus Dontel Mays. These are very heavy heavyweights. These two men. Uh, Kong Mays. He's just down to Kong now. I thought he was like upgrading each time. He was like King Kong. And oh. Was, he, I think he he downgraded last time because he yeah, was okay. Yeah, I think he used to be King Kong and now he's just Kong. All right, uh, <laughs> he's nine and four, Mr. Kong, Mr. Mace, nine and four with one no contest, five knockouts, one submission. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Uh, two and two with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. Actually, yeah, he's two at all with one no contest over his last three, actually, is what I'm trying to say. Last fight was a no contest. Or actually, yeah, it was. Last fight was a no contest, but it really was a originally an L 
to um, Hamdi El Dahawab. Yes, who has since been busted for the roids. So it's been a no contest now. So um, maybe we shouldn't hold it against Mays for losing because he lost to a cheater. Anyhow, he has not officially lost the fight since May of 2020. He was 2-1 on Dana White Contender Series. Yes, he got three kicks of the can on the Contender Series. Was a regional champ, three inches taller than Sakai, four inches reach. He's been outstruck over his Contender Series and UFC career by 0.39 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are better than Sakai's, plus 115. Sakai, 15-5-1 with 11 knockouts. He's been knocked out four times. Four and four in the UFC. All four of his knockouts have come over his last four fights. He's not won a fight since May of 2020. Uh, 1-0 in the Contender Series. 4-1-1 in Bellator. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Striking stats in his favor over Mace, and he's more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.66 strikes per minute. He's at minus 135, and it's you. Uh, I'm going to go with Dante Mays. Me too. Yeah. And and you said slight dog. What was the number yep, again? 115. Yeah. Like some of it's a fade of Sakai, um, yep. but some of it also is like, you know, like as of late, Mays has done a couple of things well, right? Like, yeah, we didn't love him in that Adahoab fight, but like in the Josh Parisian fight, he put Parisian on his back and he got his own ground game going. In the Roque Martinez fight, he looked better on his feet. And, like, the only two guys to beat him in the UFC so far are Surreal Gain and Rodrigo Nascimento. And, you know, like, obviously we know what Surreal Gain became. Rodrigo Nascimento is only lost to Chris Dawkins. Uh, otherwise, he's 3-1 and one in the UFC. And both of them did it by taking him down and, like, dominating him on the mat. And, you know, like... I don't think anybody's under the assumption that Augusto Sakai is suddenly going to become this like powerful wrestler who looks good on the mat. Like apart from, you know, stunning Chase Sherman and getting a ground and pound finish there. Like he, he just wants to stand and trade. And I, I think that could be a problem against Dante Mays. I'll also just say like, I I don't want to pay chalk money for a guy on a four fight losing streak all by knockouts at heavyweight. That dude's brains prime mashed potatoes at this point. Yep, I'm not. Uh, I'm always going to fade a guy who's been knocked out four times in a row. Um, Mace, like he has power, but it's mostly ground and pound power. But which I can see that happening here as well. So it's not like he's going to knock him out standing, but he, he very, could knock him out. He standing. might actually. He yeah. he could he knock him out standing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, all right, we're green. Mace, get him at um, at dog money. I don't know why he's a dog, but grab him while you can. Also, grab some merch. How about you? at the SGPN merch store. We continue to add new items to the store every day. Um, it's almost March Madness time, so grab a, a uh, tie-dye SGP shirt so you can look like Bill Walton. Um, that is one of the new <laughs> items in the store. So make sure you head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. All right. Um, where are we going to move to now? We're going to move to the co-main event. Andre Middleweights, Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. Uh, all in and Brendan Allen, get it? Play on his last name and all in. It's, it's actually pre- it's actually pretty it's, decent. It's, it's, it's actually it's, it's all right. I you think that's an okay nickname? I approve. Sure, <laughs> it, it's a pun. I'm all for it. Yeah, um, it's great. <laughs> Brendan Allen is better than B A being his nickname or Bren. Um, right. <laughs> Allen is twenty dash five, twenty and five, five knockouts, eleven submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, eight and two in the UFC. Won three straight and five of six. He won his last fight via submission. He used to fight at light heavyweight and at welterweight. One known the contender series, multiple regional championships on his mantle. 
a inch of height on Mooney. He's five years younger. He's 2.1 times more active landing strikes, to be exact, than Mooney's is. However, he's been outstruck barely over his UFC career by 0.02 strikes per minute. So basically, it's been a wash in the striking category for him, plus 190. Sergio Pano is Muniz's nickname. It's a area in Brazil, right, I believe? Or it's, it, it's it what means, you call someone from an area in Brazil. Yeah, it's somebody from Ser- Sergipe. Sergipe, yes. So that I take it that's where Muniz is from. Um, yes, correct. <laughs> is, wow, I'm smart. He's 23 and four, four knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out four times. So that is how he loses. Uh, five and zero in the UFC, two and zero in the Contender Series. He's won nine straight fights, not lost since October 2016. Used to fight at light heavyweight, regional champion, 20 2009, excuse me, uh, debut in pro MMA. Three inches of reach on Allen. Striking stats better than Allen's. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by about a half a strike a minute. Plus 0.46 is the number. And the number on the board is minus 235. Give me Muniz, the grappling master. Uh, Alan's good. So it's it shows how good Muniz is when you see the line is uh, so tilted in his favor. But it's it should be. Um, he's a straight killer, a savage, you could say. So um, give me... And the only way he tends to lose is if he gets knocked out. And Brendan Allen's not really a knockout artist. So give me Muniz. Yeah, and, and two things about that. First of all, again, it's important to contextualize uh, those stats. He, you're right. He only loses when he was knocked out. He was knocked out back when he used to fight at light heavyweight against Azamat Mirzakhanov, uh, who is a, a pretty damn good light heavyweight. Uh, yeah. And that was seven years ago. So he hasn't been knocked out in the last seven years. Um, so like, it, it's not really a chin issue for him. And to your point, this dude is an incredible grappler. He's up against the guy who is going to want to get his own grappling going or typically does, right? Like maybe he won't want to grapple here, but like if he chooses not to grapple, I, I don't think he's going to avoid the grappling of Muniz or I don't think he's going to like, you know, he's just going to be grappling on the bottom instead of on the top if he tries to wrestle. Um, I also would note too, you know, like it shows how good Muniz is that we see a line like negative 235, but that line has moved a lot. It was like negative 185 earlier in this week and in late last week, which means the money is coming in on Muniz. People are liking Muniz. So if you are a Muniz supporter and you do want to get money in on this one, like maybe sooner rather than later, because like that number is continuing to grow um, people with more and more faith in Moody's also the dude snapped Jacare's arm. <laughs> yep. Like he, you're not going to out grapple a dude who broke Jacare's arm in the cage. So yeah, M- Mooney's is a pick here. Yeah. Mooney's is, he's, he's fought some names too over his UFC career. So, um, and outside of his UFC career too, because yep. like I said, he, he fought Osmot Mirzakhanov. I'm pretty sure that fight was in Russia too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, when he won on contender series, which by the way, he had to win twice. He fought Bruno Assis first who who's done really well for himself in uh in what is it lfa now um and then he put he fought polo filo too uh the like legend polo filo way back in the day um he, he was like one of polo filo's last fights uh so yeah like he, he's fought people man yep so we're agreeing on muniz we'll be agreeing on the main event uh spoiler yes we will because i flipped again um, I flip back to my original pick. Uh, light heavyweights, Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Span. I will tell you about Superman Span first. He's 21 and 7, six knockouts, 12 submissions, been knocked out three times, submitted twice, seven and two in the UFC. He's won two straight and three of five. His last three wins have come all via finish. He has missed weight before. He was one and in the contender series. 
He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. A lot of mantles here. That person who gave us the mantle review is going to enjoy this episode. Uh, <laughs> used to fight down at middleweight, 2013 Pro MMA debut. He's got two inches height and two inches reach on Krylov. He's one of these guys with the plus minus strike differential of 0.0. So he's been hit as often as he hits his opponents in the UFC and contender series. He's at plus 145. Uh, the minor Nikita Krylov, 29 and 9. He's, he's not too young to fight. He's a different kind of minor, right? Yes. He's not like 17 and his parents have to sign do, for him to fight. No. Do you, do you remember his OG nickname? I, I quiss uh, you on this every, this, I last every, time. I, I every never time remember. he fights. Every time he fights, I ask you. And I never remember. No, I don't, obviously. It used to be Nikita Al Capone Krilov. Yes, I do know now. <laughs> I remember now. See, now you like my uh, my kids. You can be like, how can you not remember? We just talked about this. Nope, I don't remember. I do remember now. Al Capone. I think we're going to call him that. Nikita Krilov. 29 and 9, 12 knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted six times. 10 and 7 in the UFC over two stints. He's won two straight and three of five. Was a regional champion. Used to fight up at heavyweight. 2012 MMA debut professionally. Striking and active striking stats in his favor and grappling stats in his favor over span. He's been outstruck by, uh, sorry, he has outstruck his opponents by almost two strikes a minute, 1.95. Minus 175 is the number. Is it you? I think it's you. No, it's you. I just told okay, you. Okay, um, I flipped. Originally, I was going to take span, and then I dove into the numbers, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to take Krylov because he's better everywhere. But I'm going, I've gone back to span because size, athleticism, and power, or as as they would say on Heavy Hands uh, podcast, are all cheat codes, and span will be a cheater in this fight uh, with with those three, three things: power, athleticism, and size. Um, Krylov may be better than him um, technically striking, and better than him technically grappling, but um, span. Holds his own in both areas, and like I said, size, athleticism, and power. It's going to carry the day, and we're going to take him. I mean, I'm going to take him. I don't know what Dan's taking. I'm going to take him as a nice dog here. Yeah, I, I'm also going to take him, uh, as you you know already. But uh, he, here's the other thing, too. You you said Krilov will be a better grappler. I think sometimes, offensively, Krilov is a better grappler than, than Ryan Spann. 100% correct. But here's the thing. He often slips defensively in terms of his grappling. Like he he sometimes is so single-minded in like let's chase submissions and stuff that he actually presents a lot of submissions to his opponents. You know, you mentioned he's lost six times by submission in his career. He got caught very obviously by by Paul Craig doing some like real stupid things. Jan Blankovic submitted him. Misha Serkinov submitted him. He, he's one of the victims of the OSP uh, Von Von Flu chokes. Um, like he's just a guy who who gets submitted. He got submitted twice by Vladimir Matyushenko before he came to the UFC. Like he's a dude who makes mistakes in his grappling. And I, I know everybody thinks of Ryan Spann as this like big, huge power puncher who knocks people out with a jab because that's what he did last time. But low key, he's got a great guillotine choke. Like we saw it with his fight with Ian Kudalaba. Kudalaba shot a sloppy takedown, guillotine choked, put out immediately. Same thing with Devin Clark. Devin Clark late in that fight shot a, a takedown, did not protect his neck, got guillotine choked. He did the same thing to get his contract against Emiliano Sordi, who, who again, Emiliano Sordi is a notable name. This is a dude who had a really good time through the PFL ranking. So yeah, like I think the the likelihood here that that Krilov gets knocked out decent, 
likelihood that he shoots a dumb takedown and get guillotined, maybe even bigger. So, uh, yeah, give me Ryan's fan here. I, I think he's got too many ways of putting this fight away, and it's light heavyweight, so somebody's putting it away. Yep, that's the way it goes. All right, let's recap our picks, and then we'll give you our, our special plays. We both are in on the underdog, Ryan Spam. We both are in, in on Muniz. We both are in, in on another underdog, uh, Mays. Um, we're both, I didn't have you locked in on Suarez, but we are both in on Suarez. We're both in on Mallet or Mawat, and we're both in on Peak. Hey, we're on the same page. The whole, I didn't realize this. The whole card, we're green. Fantastic. Yeah, on that, that whole main card. But the, yep. the prelims are different. Go back and listen to them. It's true. The <laughs> prelims, we were very not on the same page. All right. Lock, dog, parlay time, uh, and props. Uh, Gumby is going to start since I started last episode. So he's going to start with his lock. All right, I'm going to start with uh, Mike Mallott, negative 220. Uh, I love the money line on him. Uh, I think he's just so well-rounded comparatively to Johan Lainez. I, I think he just steamrolls him there. All right, very good. Uh, let me see. I have a pick, but I'm going to check. The... Hmm. Give me Haley Cowan, minus 125. That's a good line, and... She's not fighting anyone that's good. So uh, give me Cowan minus 125. She's not fighting anyone who's <laughs> oh, She's not fighting anybody who's anyone. good. She's only fighting one person, but it's not one person and she's not good. No, it's not one of those uh, one on two fights or anything like that. No, she's only fighting one person named named uh, Eileen Fiona um, Perez. So yeah, give me Cowan minus 125. You think that's uh, an okay pick? What do you think? I think that's an okay pick. I, okay. I probably like the line more than I like the fighter with that one. Like I, I, I contemplated. Yes. I contemplated Haley Cowan too, and and I contemplated her early in the week when she was like negative one forty five. For some reason, there's money coming in on Perez, but uh, yeah. you know, I got I, I like the line a lot better than I like Haley Cowan as like a surefire thing. With Mike Malat, I like both, so uh, yep. I went with Malat. Um, for my dog play, I'm gonna go Oday Osborne. Uh, I think okay. fighting uh, Charles Johnson short notice. I think Johnson, his guy. Um, He's got to get his wrestling going. I don't know if he will against Ode Osborne. And in addition to that, I worry about the fact that he fought about a month ago. So, yeah, give me Ode. He's got Ode all day at um, 135. 135, yep. Yeah. All right. And I'll be taking Dante Mays as my dog, plus 115 over Augusto Sakai. We just spoke about why. Um, Going to fade. He had who's been uh, knocked out or TKO'd four straight fights. So, give me Mays. I did not see you going there, but I like it. Um, I'm going to go with a prop pick that you undoubtedly are not going to like because you actually went against my money line play here. Um, but I like Gabby Fernandez, uh, who yeah. I mentioned I liked on last uh, last week's show or last night's show. Um, Gabby Fernandez is a really good fighter. She got very powerful kicks and great submissions. She's actually finished two fights in a row in this fight. You know, on the last show we mentioned she's negative 125 to win. But if you like her to finish, which I do here because she is a finisher, she's gone out there and finished a couple in a row, plus 325 to get her to finish. I think she finishes Jazuda Vicious, and that is a very juicy line. All right. How much was it again? Sorry. 325 on Fernandez, just inside finish? the distance. That's okay, if we, inside, yeah. yeah, we don't even have to get cute with how she gets it done. Yeah, fantastic. All right. What is the number we were talking about earlier? Suarez via uh, TKO? KO? You want you want you want the TKO line? Yeah, because I think she's going to ground and pound. Oh, I uh, guess she could get a submission too. But what well, what's her finishing line and what's her TKO line, please? So Suarez inside the distance is plus one thirty-five. I'm taking that. I okay. don't need to hear anymore. Can uh, I can I tempt you with the KO line anyway? Sure. Plus four hundred. Ooh, fantastic. 
No, I, I'll take inside because she could uh, see the, the dog disagrees with with her winning the. That's where it's inside the distance. That plus one thirty five is uh, is the pick for me. So, um, all right, what have we got here? This oh, Hunger yeah, Man we'll John. recap this first. Okay, you Gumby's want... got Malat as his favorite. He's got Osborne as his dog. He's got Fernandez inside the distance. I disagree with that one. I have Cowan, my favorite. Maze, my dog. Suarez inside the distance. Um, and I like now, all your pick. I like all your picks. I won't good. disparage we'll any of them. I, it's, it's, you're nicer than me. Everyone knows that. Um, all right, Hungry Man John, Super Fan Parlay, two fights, gonna get us at least ten times our money. What are your picks? What if I give you thirteen times your Whoa, money? Oh, even yeah. better. We're getting big. Uh, and I'm gonna go with your prop pick first. I'm gonna go with Tatiana Suarez inside the distance. Uh, yeah. that's why I had that number right off the top. Uh, I, I think I think she's gonna get it done inside the distance. She's out to prove a point. She finished Grasso. She finished Esparza. Why wouldn't she finish De La Rosa? So, yeah, I, I'm going to take her inside the distance. I, too, was tempted by the KO prop. Uh, but, again, like, th- there's a chance she just sinks in that rear naked choke when she exhausts De La Rosa. I'm going to pair it with Ryan Svan wins by submission. I actually think he's going to catch that guillotine on the shot from yep. the Keith Krilov. That one's plus 500. Uh, which I think is a pretty absurd line. So yeah, pair those two together and you're going to get 1310. I like that. I like both those picks. Fantastic. All right. That is, that is enough for, uh, for one episode, right? That seems like enough. Yeah. yeah we've given you guys more than enough uh, free, free content. So, all right, we're going to be back. When do we come back? When? Uh, Wednesday. Uh, how about we come back on Sunday and we'll recap how we did, which will be amazing is how we did. Um, all right. I recapped everything already, so we can bid you farewell. So episode 300 in the books. Thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Um, the Discord, make sure you get in there and you can chat with us uh, with about all the fights on Saturday. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We hang out in the fights channel mostly, but you can find me elsewhere. Gumby, you, you never really stray out of your, your fight <laughs> channel, do you? Uh, occasionally during baseball season, I stray. Okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, baseball season's not here yet. Just talk about Braves. Yes. All right. Um, Twitter, SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox, writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're the accounts you should follow. Uh, you should listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast that Gumby hosts um, with a man with no voice this week. And he has on two people from the, they both, no, one person we just talked about actually on the main card, Trevor Peak and Jose Johnson on the uh, prelims. He interviews both of them uh, this week. So listen to that. Read uh sportsgamblingpodcast.com obviously all their stuff's there all their giveaways are there all their discounts uh sportsbooks are there all everything you need is there all the podcasts are there obviously and what else do we have oh enter my pick em contest at the very least uh get it in my substack moneymma.substack.com okay i'm done it's up to you now all right i'm david gooby freeland he's al capone jeff fox and we will see you on Monday or sunday <laughs>